You know that pure joy when you find a forgotten 100 rand note in the pocket of some old jeans while you're doing the laundry? That feeling of elation sums up Johnny Walker Rocking the Daisies. Since its rejuvenation in 2016, Johnny Walker Rocking the Daisies has ensured that those three days you spend on Kloof Wine Farm in Darling will sustain you long enough until the following year's edition. That the memories you make with your squad under the sun screaming along to your favorite musos will last a lifetime. Daisies is committed to developing, supporting, and cultivating a quality, multi-sensory cultural experience, and this year will be no different. Head on over to rockinthedaisies.com to get your tickets now and be a part of history. Tex in the City has kept you informed of what's happening in the South African music industry for the last, I reckon, 15 years. And what I'm trying to do with this podcast is for it to be an extension of the site, plugging you into all the hottest music news and reviews and interviews through insightful and hopefully stimulating conversations with the people who are on the ground, the people who are plugged into the culture. And for the first season, I'm focusing on festival OG Johnny Walker rocking the daisies. I mean, this festival has changed ownership. They've promoted team members to new roles and they've embraced a new direction for a new generation. And being on multiple best festival lists over the last five years has really cemented their vision. And I can't wait to attend my first Daisies this year and probably like four years because the FOMO is just too real. So what I'll be doing is I'll be making my way around the festival talking to all of you who are going to be there, finding out what's hot and what's not, what you're eating, what you're drinking, which activations you're vibing, but most importantly, who's on your to-watch list. And we all know that Stormzy is number one on my list. I've been saying that for the last, I don't know, I don't know how many months. But another artist who's right at the top is singer-songwriter Loiso. And from his early days as a finalist on Idol's essay to performing at Brooklyn Beckham's wedding, Loiso has come such a long way in a very short space of time, aided spectacularly by the viral videos he started making during lockdown. And I've been watching his career blossom from afar with acute fascination. So getting to chat to him has been a massive silver lining for me in an otherwise shitty month. Loiso, for the first time, welcome to the podcast, sir. How are you doing? Amazing, amazing. I'm so happy to actually finally do this with you. I think I've been. I know, right? It's been. I haven't done a podcast, in fact. What? Never. This is the first podcast. This is the first podcast I'm doing. Well, 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 then I'm very, very glad to break your podcast virginity. I'm here for it. And I'm excited. I am here here for it. So tell me, where in the world are you at the moment? Because I know you've been all over the place. Right now, I am in Johannesburg. Um, I've been up and down these couple of weeks, Um, but I'm back home kind of resting a little bit. Um, just trying to take it easy because I've just been burning out my energy and just doing a lot. So it's good to just sit down before I hit the road again. 
Yeah, it's nice to come home and recharge, hey? Yes, ma'am. Sure. But also, you have to recharge because you're on the Johnny Walker Jungle stage this year at Rocking the Daisies. And the anticipation is palpable. So people are frothing (laughs) for you. There was a comment on your Instagram post that made me laugh. I don't know if you saw it, but someone wrote, are you telling me now I must add tissues to my what to pack list? And that made me laugh so hard because the answer to that question is yes. Are you ready to make everybody at the festival do a version of basically like crying in the club? Like, are you ready? <laughs> um, you know, I, I can't help it. I, I can't help it, Tekla. So I just think it's going to be a a moment where I'm just, just singing and doing my thing. And if you decide that it's time for you to let out a tear, it, well, which is most likely to happen because mm-hmm. if once I'm on that stage, I, I also let everything out. So it's going to be really crazy to see so many people vibing with me and crying to my music and a lot of people have been waiting for me to go on a big stage and you know have a big show and this is like one of my big shows i mean rocking the daisies is one of my dream come trues it's like one Mm -hmm. part of the story i've always wanted to perform at rocking the daisies i went last year and i was just sitting um and i was watching um ex-ambassadors and I was like, one day, mm. for me, this is such a big achievement. Loiso's upcoming string of gigs brought to you by Kleenex. How do you not have like a tissue sponsorship so you can just like give out free Kleenexes <laughs> to, to people when they come to your shows? Jeez. You know what? I like this. This is really cool. I'm going to speak to my management about this. So you're saying tissue sponsor. I'm I'm all, um, I'm all for that. Yes. Can you imagine there can be like a moment in your show, right? Where you like, you've, I don't know. I don't know which song. Pick a song. They all make me cry, right? And there's one song yeah. that gets to that like poignant bridge and then you lock eyes with someone and they're like bawling their eyes out and then you just take it back at the tissues, very smooth <laughs> out of your pocket and you just give it to them. Like that's a, that's a moment. That's a moment, Louisa. They don't have to pay me so much money for that. Your latest single that you dropped at the beginning of the month. It's so lush. And I saw that you worked on production alongside the imports, formerly Noble, shout out David and Bubele. What was that process like? Because they are, the two of them are consummate professionals in my eyes. Yeah, they're really, really great. Um, I met them in 2021. I think it was still kind of COVID. And they had a, they had a camp in Franschhoek in Cape Town where they invited a couple of artists to, you know, write songs for and collaborate with. And I was one of those artists. I was like the first artist at the camp. And then we we, we sat down, we came up with a couple of songs that are not out yet. Mm-hmm. From there on, I was like, these guys are really cool and I'd love to work with them even more. I love the musicality of Obubele and I love the technicality of David. And I like how they come together and contribute to a song equally um and that's something rare to find because sometimes people overpower in these sessions you know they want to be the one that says what Mm. goes and what doesn't go so i loved the dynamic of how they come together and create such magic with different brains 
And um, so I went, I went to, I went to New York. I went to LA. I think it's a couple of months ago now. It's, it was in July. And I had the song You So You, and I started it in my studio, um, where I'm sitting now. I started in my studio, and I basically just started making the song. And I was with a friend that day, and I was just like, you know, I just feel like this song is is about um, anybody, anyone that is close to you, and is shows you, gives you the better the better version of you. Um, brings out the mm. better version of you. And um, so I sat on the song and I made it in like three hours. I made the demo in like three hours. And what? when I went to LA, that's when I met up with Bubele and David, the imports. And then they kind of, we kind of cleaned it up. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's been great. You know, you also dropped a gorgeous rendition of your single, Give a Little Kindness, featuring the Eden Glen High School, which I really feel lifted the track and made it super, super anthemic. How do we get that choir to join you on stage at Daisy's, Loito? How do we make this happen, right? Because wouldn't that be a moment? I'm just here to choreograph your set. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you're just telling me what to do. Did you just appoint yourself as my director and producer? Um, I think I... I think I did. I mean, I think you mentioned that you have a manager, but step aside. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I love this, though. I love this. Um, I, I mean, it would be really great. It would be really great. Uh, but I think they they were busy with um, school exams or like Aye. something really important. This is the most important time of the of the of the year for them. They di- they're writing their um, what do you call these before the exams? I don't know. It's been a long time since I was in school. <laughs> so they're writing these tests and exams. So I think it would be it wouldn't be the right time for us to do that. But however, I am planning on doing another rendition with a choir. Um, still deciding whether it's Eden Glen or another choir. But I do really think mm. that my voice and choirs. And just the whole aesthetic is is really needed in this world. And I think it inspires a lot of kids. It inspires a lot of people. And also just, it sounds great. So I think that's something and I'm looking forward to doing. I know CBS Mornings shared that track, that version, featuring the Eden Glen High School on their mixtape moments, which was quite huge. And, and that video is sitting at, just under a million views. It's a, it just the, hit a million. Did it hit a million? Oh, million, a million. Listen, congratulations. That I feel Thank like you. I feel like we're we're celebrating a lot on this podcast. I'm giving you ideas. We're celebrating milestones. Like <laughs> the thing, it's your first podcast. I feel. I yeah, feel like this is history. Yeah, I feel like it is history. history. But it is history. But what what was the feedback from that rendition when you initially released it? It absolutely blew my mind away. I I was in New York and LA and I was doing these sessions with other artists, creating more music and meeting new people. It was just such a, a crazy time. And then when I dropped it on that Friday, I just saw this overwhelming love. I was like, oh my God, I even forgot that I came up with this. I was in LA and New York and it dropped on the Friday. Um, and it just, it literally got like, 200k in the first two weeks of it dropping which was quite phenomenal um and it was just a beautiful process as well and i think that's why 
it's gotten the recognition that it's gotten is because it's authentic, it's genuine, and it's it's real. Mm. Yeah, it is. It is very, very real, and I think that is the quintessential cornerstone to why people identify with your music so much because you write about real experiences, real feelings. And I know it's been a very busy year for you traveling through New York and LA, like you mentioned, and Berlin, touring the Seasons EP. But what has been a standout moment for you during the tour, for whatever reason? Um, I think it's meeting, meeting... So I met this duo, mm-hmm. um, Paul Famous and and Ethan, and they are a duo that creates music and they've written some amazing songs. And I think I was in the studio and we came up with like three songs in two days. And these songs are absolutely amazing. And I can't wait for them to come out. And I think they pushed me to a certain point where I was like, I didn't know I could do certain things. Mm. And... I just created the best music ever, which is going to come out in the next couple of months, hopefully. Um, so that's 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 really one of the standout moments. And obviously me performing in LA and New York for the first time. It was my first time performing in those places and those, in those, um, doing those shows. And it was like not a lot of people. It's 150, 200 people that came out, which was impressive because... I've never done any show um, overseas. It was my first time mm-hmm. doing a show in the US. And it was just overwhelming love. And it was just assuring me that I'm in the right path. And even if it's five years for me to have a billboard number one or 10 years for me to win that Grammy, I'm still in this journey and I'm very patient with it. Exactly. And, you know, 100, 200, 300 people that lays the foundation for 1,000, 2,000, 10,000, 20,000. You know what I mean? Every little bit helps. And I, you know, I have never had the opportunity to see you perform live. Johnny Walker, Rock in the Daisies is going to be my first time, but I have seen you perform on TV. And, you know, I, I, it's, it's, it's different, but, you know, obviously watching somebody perform on TV versus watching them perform live. But, I saw the way that you connected with your audience on TV. And that was something that I thought was super, super special. But I can't wait to see that up close and really feel that, you know, when you're in the middle of like 10,000 crying people, I'm sure that it's different. <laughs> like it's a different experience. So I'm I'm very, very much looking forward to, to your performance. How have you been getting, have you been getting gig ready? Um, just, mm, it's a lot of, there's a lot of things that come into a performance and because mm-hmm. this is my first festival that I'm doing, I'm very much specific and panicky about the things that I will be doing on stage or how the light's going. So I've been making sure that I've got the right, um, lights, visuals, getting the right sound engineers, getting the right outfits, um, and just preparing on because I know that all the specific things that need to go into a show, I'm just really, really paying attention to those things. 
Talk to me about those banging outfits, right? Because Daisy's is like all about the fashion, all about what people are wearing on stage and definitely off stage. So yes, um yeah, drop a drop a hint there. Who uh who, who are we gonna be <laughs> see, who designer? Are we, yeah, who are you gonna be wearing? Um, oh my god. So a friend of mine <laughs> that has that has been studying fashion. Um, his name is Nande Vandala, and he has been studying fashion for the last four years. And I've he's created some really, really beautiful pieces. That, and he's been wanting to work with me, messaged me on Instagram. I was like, bro, when am I making your comments? And I was like, ah, you know, I don't know yet. I'm still figuring out what I want. Um, mm-hmm. And then I hit him up like three weeks ago, and I was like, bro, I just need an outfit. I've got a vision. Um, so it's going to be a... It's going to be it's the first time he's making me an outfit. So I'm putting all my trust in him and I believe in him so much. So it's going to be really great to see how it comes out. I see you're dropping new merch soon as well. Uh, are we going to be able to get our hands on that at Daisy's? Yes, 100%. Woo-hoo. I I will be setting up a a little shop for my merch and um i'll be bringing everything from Joburg. so um i'm it's very limited very limited and i'm going to i'm literally just going to be on stage and be like hey if you if you want some merch come through um and i just know that people are gonna come with love and i'm just excited for them to, to see everybody rocking loiso on them do we have male female do we have unisex? What do we have? What's it's unisex, the range? so anybody anybody can wear it. Um, and I made sure that I put in sizes because before I was like I couldn't find bigger sizes for bigger people like me. I'm a big mm-hmm. guy. I was like it wouldn't make sense if I just put out a range and it had no sizes that fit my type of body. So I was like. I was very particular in that, that I do need big sizes for bigger people because these um, agencies or these online shops, sometimes they tend to not have a, a big range for sizes. So um, mm-hmm. it's unisex. It's it's a hoodie and a T-shirt to, to begin with, but I've, I've really planned out a whole um, other range that I'm going to release later on this year. So this is just the beginning of what I'm putting out in the world. Fantastic. And you've also um, made sure that I add another piece of merch to my wardrobe. I've got a Will Lindley hoodie. Now I need a Loiso t-shirt. Like I'm just going around (laughs) collecting merch. I love this. I love this. And I also feel like local artists are really stepping up their game when it comes to merch. Like people are putting out some sick lines. Hey, yeah, and I think it's because the culture of music has become such a big brand, and especially because even Amapiano just raised the bar for our music industry, it opened it up a little bit more. And so to see that happening, it means that there's more consumers, there's more people that are willing to buy your merch. So I'm just really excited to see how many people, how many of my fans that are online will be physical, will turn into physical sales. I hope I hope that I'm able to continue in this journey of putting out fashion pieces, putting out whatever I feel is going to be great for my fans to wear. Now, I have it under good authority that something dope 
is going down doing your Daisy set that you will be premiering your new collab track with Martin Garrix for the first time, which is huge, <laughs> so huge, milestone. Tell me about working with him. Tell me about that experience and putting that track together. Martin, man. Martin is <laughs> one of the most... His name is literally Martin. It's not Martin. And I was like, oh, I was so, so surprised. Yeah, it's Martin. It's Dutch. So it's kind of, it's, it's a different ring to it. It's Martin. How does he feel and about the whole world calling him Martin? I don't know. I haven't asked him. I actually haven't asked him. He didn't even tell me that. Someone else, his manager told me that. I was like, oh, wow. So crazy. Because I think maybe it's it's easier for people to call him Martin because it's Martin. It's written Martin. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was such a great experience because we've been talking before we even met we started speaking in 2020 um which was one of the greatest years of my life even though i was stuck in my room like not being able to get out and be around people it was it it really was life-changing because a lot of people paid attention and i utilized social media and i made it i made it a place where people can reach out and see me and not completely Mm -hmm. get lost um, so yeah, we started chatting and we started, um, going back and forth on WhatsApp. And when I went to New York, he had shows, um, at, the, um, it's this, it's this big arena in New York. It's one of the biggest, but I forgot the name now. The Brooklyn Mirage. The Brooklyn Mirage. It's a Brooklyn Mirage. Um, there you go. and he, he sold it out. He sold it out for four days in a row which was insane. Um, and I went to one of the shows, invited me to one. Of, no, actually, we met. He came to a karaoke bar that I was going with, with some of the people that I knew from New York. So I was going to a karaoke mm-hmm. bar. And um, it's not normal karaoke. It's New York style karaoke, like jazz, like very much. It's a very, it's a very well-run karaoke, not just a, where you go there and like say okay this is a song i want to sing no the band plays a song and then you just need to what? jump in and do and freestyle what <laughs> that's Which like was, next level karaoke well, i'm gonna send you the videos i'm gonna send you the videos of that day of that night i yes, literally please. came on stage and i started singing um <laughs> so we were literally i was there and he was like okay let me pull through i'm with i'm with some really cool people so we're pulling through. He pulled up with 15 plus people in this small karaoke bar in New York. He comes in with Lando Norris. I don't know if you know Lando no. Norris. No. No. Okay. I am. I Okay. So firstly, I'm Italian. Um, so that means that I have Ferrari flowing through my veins. Um, so, so, so sad for, me, sad for me. Yeah. Anyway, although I mean, him and him and Signs did do. Did, I, do you watch Formula One? No, I don't watch Formula One. Okay, I was about to get into like a whole like Singapore Grand Prix breakdown. But <laughs> that's like another crazy. podcast. Let's not even go. Okay, so he walks into the bar. So Martin walks into a OG karaoke bar with Lando Norris. This sounds like the start of a really bad joke, but I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Let's go. I actually didn't even know London Norris, but I'm freaking out of the fact that he's come with all these people and these people are just like 
one of the biggest people in the industry, some of the biggest people in this industry, some of them are actors, some of them are millionaires, you know? And I'm like, okay, crazy. This is insane. Um, and in this bar, there was quite a, like a, a little tobacco about who and the structure of how you sing the karaoke. It's a very strict, mm -hmm. the strict rules. So you have to stand in a line and this line people pre-book to be placed in first or third or fifth. That's or, mad. It's, it's very, it's very structured. So I was busy running around this restaurant. Martin was running around this restaurant actually trying to pinpoint who the person is that's in charge so that I can sing so that I can be on stage. So he's running around telling everybody, this guy's amazing. Put him on stage. He's going to blow you guys away. And I'm like, bro, it's, it's pressure. I don't put this pressure on me. Um, <laughs> and then eventually, eventually they, they get me on stage for like two seconds, three seconds. And they play this, jazzy instrumental which i was like oh, okay i'm not really jazz artist but to me and yeah it was absolutely amazing um we had a great time i'll send you the video so you can see how it actually looked yes please and um yeah after that it was i went to the show at the brooklyn barrage that he was doing and it was outstanding the lights the the set itself um, and literally the next day after that, we had a studio session where we did like two, three, two and a half songs. And we came up with the song called Real Love, which drops on the 22nd of September, which is this week. It's actually today. Well, when you drop this, it's going to be out. When we drop this episode, you will drop the single. So it's perfect timing. <laughs> I'm telling you, this podcast was meant to be this podcast. I'm telling you. So that's that's really exciting. And he's very, very excited. And this is his first ever radio single after after a long time. So he's been out of the radar, kind of being um doing doing EDM and very much in that house scene. So this is his first pop drop. Um, so which is going to be great. There's a lot of people involved in this. Uh, the music video is also dropping on the same day. Um, that I, I actually um, I shot in Berlin when I was in Berlin, um, which is going to be great. It's, it's a great storyline. I think it's, it's going to be amazing. I hope it just gets on the billboard charts. And so performing it on, on the 22nd, I mean, performing it on Daisies is going to be quite a special moment. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a whole thing. I'm gonna do a whole thing. It's gonna be a surprise, but it's I'm gonna do a whole thing. It seems like it seems like there's a lot going on in Camp Loiso, right? Uh, there are singles and music videos, and we're reaching milestones, and we're playing festivals for the first time. There's a lot happening. How do you keep it all together and manage everything when? you know, the the machine is working and things are starting to happen and take off. Like, how do you make sure that you stay on top of everything? It's just the mindset of everything that's about to drop now is is already dropped in my mind. I'm already, I've already passed, I'm already ahead. 
I'm already ahead on the next thing that I'm doing. I'm already um, planning on something else. So if I have a, if I'm dropping a song that day, I've finished that song like months ago or a month ago and I've already planned my next single and how that's going to look and how I've already processed all the emotions and kind of been ahead of the game in a way and kind of understanding that this is this is just a this is just a journey and I'm just living through it and I'm just living in it and um I'm just able to process things better I think it's just the the gift of music and what I know and just doing what I know and not being sidetracked by everything else the fame the the money the the girls and I'm just straightforward with what I need and where I'm going the ladies um <laughs> yeah the ladies the ladies the ladies are a problem sometimes the ladies are always a problem come on let's be honest <laughs> women women are, are we are always problems but the best kind the best kind of problems but we problems but listen because you've been everywhere right i feel like it's been a while since south africa's gotten a good few shows from you so I want to know, do you have anything up your sleeve? Do you have anything in the pipeline where we'll get some local shows and, you know, you can get to show us the set that you've been crafting for the last while? Yeah, this is this is one of those things that I've been working on for a while, for a year and something, trying to plan out how I'm going to tour South Africa in the best way possible and to give what people deserve and to make sure that it sounds great, it looks great, it's well-organized. Um, and it's it's been up and down. I've been, I've been up and down. I've been falling and I've been kind of getting back up again. It felt like something that was never going to happen um, because it obviously costs money to do a show and it, it takes a lot from, from me to mentally go through with if it doesn't, if everything that I'm planning is never going to come to life or Mm. are people going to actually come? Who are my fans? So it's just been a whole um, journey that has taken so much from me and so much um, planning. And I think finally we are in a very, very good place. The conversations that we're having, it sounds like, I could be doing my tour from end of October into November. So that's that's a good sign. It's not confirmed yet, but it's looking really great. Well, that is an, a really, really good piece of news and something that I'm sure everybody is very excited to hear. But before those shows kick off, people can catch you at Johnny Walker Rocking the Daisies. When are you playing? Um, so I'm playing on the Friday. I'm playing on the Friday at, I think my time is 8 p.m. So I'll be doing, it's a good time. It's a prime time. I think it's a prime time. Um, and I believe that I'll be performing, I'll be I'll be performing before an incredible um, international R&B artist, Green T. Peng. Hey, look at you. So my friends texted me like, did you see that Green Tea Pang is performing on on the Rocky Daisy stage? And I was like, crazy. Um, so it's uh, it's going to be really great to 
be there and be alive in that moment. So you're an absolute star. Thank you so much for joining me on Text in the City. I'm ready to cry with everyone else at Daisy's. I swear it's going to be great. I can't wait. Yeah, and I appreciate you you're reaching out and doing this podcast. I know you've written some really crazy, amazing um, things about me, so I'm just really excited that people are going to hear this conversation and, you know, hear me and hear us have this conversation. This episode was made possible by Quinton Misplon, Matthew Dickinson, and the good people over at Sure. And all the artwork was created by OG illustrator Elio Moravero. If you're obsessed and you need to know more, you can find us across socials at Text in the City and at textinthecity.com for more music news. Otherwise, thank you for listening and catch you next week. You know that pure joy when you find a forgotten 100 rand note in the pocket of some old jeans while you're doing the laundry? That feeling of elation sums up Johnny Walker rocking the daisies. Since its rejuvenation in 2016, Johnny Walker Rocking the Daisies has ensured that those three days you spend on Kloof Wine Farm in Darling will sustain you long enough until the following year's edition. That the memories you make with your squad under the sun screaming along to your favorite musos will last a lifetime. Daisies is committed to developing, supporting, and cultivating a quality, multi-sensory cultural experience, and this year will be no different. Head on over to rockinthedaisies.com to get your tickets now and be a part of history.